I want you to do me a favor. Yeah, sure. I want you to hit me as hard as you can. What? Let it out. I want you to hit me. Trust me. Come on. Come on. Stop trying to hit me and hit me. Hit me, baby, one more time. And now, our feature presentation. Welcome to Hit Me One More Time, the Nostalgia Reflection Podcast, where we look at the things that we loved when we were younger and ask the question, is this good? I'm David Luzader. With me, as always, of course, is Nick Shermooksness. Nick, hello. Hello, David. How's it going? I am. I'm doing well. I just have a question. Which one of us would be the Tom Hanks? Which one would be the John Candy? That's what's on everybody's mind when they saw that we're you doing Splash. You would definitely be John Candy. Uh, what? I mean, he was... Am I wrong? I don't think I'm wrong, honestly. He was one of the greatest comedic minds of his generation. Well, okay, I mean, maybe you're neither. Hey, oh, ouch. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, bam. Uh, As long as neither of us is the Eugene Levy of this movie, uh, I'm okay okay with that. Spoiler alerts, he comes around a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll we'll talk about that. Uh, We're going to talk about all of this and uh, so much more with a, a great guest. Super excited to have him here. The host of, oh man, so many things. Uh, that was great, wasn't it? A, a show close to our own heart here. Uh, pop-up film cast and Monster Hunters. It is Keith Gala. Keith, welcome to the show. Gentlemen, how's it going? Well, we're doing well. How are you? I'm, I am good. Uh, Keith, for people who are not familiar with, uh, with your work, what is there? You know, I know you got a bunch of shows. Is there, is there one you mm-hmm. want to tell us about? Do you want to give us the quick pitch on all of them? I don't know. Go crazy. I, tell us who you are. I I can give you the uh, the very quick pitch on on all three because um, all three are kind of in different states of, of flux right now. Uh, the one you guys uh, found me at and reached out to me about that was great, wasn't it? Is a uh, it's a trip down memory lane, rewatching cartoons, uh, classics, maybe classics with air quotes. And checking out, see if they are, if they're great or not. And um, I made a mistake, or if you want to say maybe, mis- yeah, mistake's probably a good idea, <laughs> of picking pro stars. Um, and we, I watched all 13 episodes along with a bunch of my friends. Uh, they only each had to watch one of them. That was good for them. But we just wrapped that up. Uh, I got a chance to talk with uh, Susan Silo at the end, who is the, she is the voice of mom, who's like, their gadget person, their coach okay. uh, on there. Um, it, it's a fun show. Uh, it's So I finished season one. We're taking a little break right now. We're going to come back uh, towards the fall with, ooh, watch out, for a second season. And, um, you know, we do a lot of fun stuff. We give episode MVPs. Uh, there's some weird uh, ranking systems and stuff like that. <laughs> Uh, what I got going on right now, which is what I've been doing for the last few years, and we took a hiatus, is the pop-up film cast. Myself, a good friend of mine, Derek Glasscock, uh, we review movies that are in a bottomless box of movies that I won in a Blue Bunny ice cream giveaway that's filled by the Witches of Destiny, and um, it's bottomless, but we did have a little problem with some contract negotiation stuff, so it wasn't bottomless for a while, so we took (laughs) some time out, but it's movie reviews of movies that you've never heard of. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, right. part part. Uh, it's part creative writing, part improv, hmm. um, and and a lot of fun. And then the last one is Monster Hunters. Myself, Derek from the other one, um, he's pretty much the host of that, along with 
Another friend of ours, Terry Fickroy. Uh, we are watching the Monsters episode by episode. Mm, I, and, you know, um, I figured it was Monsters, but part of me was like, I hope there's talking about Monster Cheese. No, well, I'm sure. I, you know what? We haven't yet, but I'm sure <laughs> we will get around to it. And, um, you know, we're just we're fishing for that Rob Zombie cameo. More importantly, <laughs> when do you get around for breakfast, lunch or dinner with this kind of schedule? Yeah. Uh, well, well um, it's, you know, very quick recording uh, planning gotcha. is really how that works. I mean, um, Pro Stars, I recorded every episode in like two weeks. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah and then I just had to sit back and put out the episodes and. Hope for the best. Yeah, that's that's a smart way of doing it. Uh, not panic editing these things the day before they're supposed to go up, which I've never done. Cough. Uh, nope. <laughs> I, I'm curious. On so you said you did. Uh, you, you wrapped up your first season, so that mm-hmm. was great, wasn't it? It's out there. If you enjoy our nostalgia talk on here, go check that out. Uh, any in 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 very in depth nostalgia talk. It's episode by episode. Oh, nice. Uh, is there? Can you give any hint for what's coming for season two? Or are you keeping that under wraps for right now? Oh uh, well, um, actually, there'll probably be a season one point five about the middle of summer. Um, I'm still working out the details on that, but I picked a very small four episode show uh, to cover, and yeah, more than likely, unless some unless somebody really can change my mind, uh, the Karate Kid cartoon will be season two. <laughs> Whoa, a cartoon! That's deep. Yeah, yeah where the 80s uh, were Mr. Weird, Miyagi man. and David have, I think they have to something with some sort of a uh, ancient artifact from Okinawa. Of course, of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure. As I, my quote is, I'm gonna ride some of those Cobra Kai coattails uh, with that one. Nice. I, I won't pick anything that I know that I that I loved a lot because I don't want it ruined. And I also won't do Hammer Man because I'm just not that I can't do that. That's too painful to try and watch that. <laughs> I I understand uh, not yeah. wanting to do the thing you love too much. Uh, that's what I kind of try to encourage people to do on this show is like, what's the thing that was like so great, but you haven't seen in forever? And uh, we'll we'll see how it goes. Um, but I also yeah, you, guys had, you guys had a Dungeons and Dragons uh, episode yeah. recently, and I actually didn't listen to it because I don't want that show ruined for me, even though I'm oh. pretty sure it's probably terrible. I, I wouldn't mm-hmm. say we all the, all the only it. takeaway from that uh, episode that you should know is that Hank is the best character. Oh, man, Hank. Uh, yeah, no, I, I think we all kind is of he the, is he the tall like guy? He's got like yellow. looks like a yellow. That... No, he's like a jerk most shield. of the time. Yeah, he's the, well, jerk. He's the jerk. But uh, yeah. But he, I think he has the shield. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I gotta find some. I gotta find shows that are in the sweet spot in between where you're like, yeah, was. I, mean, I maybe this was a great idea at one time, but no, probably not. <laughs> well, I'm making a huge mistake again, probably. <laughs> well, uh, you did pick something, maybe not necessarily that you loved, but had nostalgic feelings for uh, to see how it it holds up, and uh, that is our topic of this week, which is <sighs> Splash. Mm-hmm. Uno, dos, one, two, tres, cuatro. Hey! This 1984 romance comedy movie, 84. romance comedy, fantasy, whatever, uh, movie is about Alan Bauer, played by Tom Hanks, a rich produce magnate, I guess, and Madison, played by Daryl Hannah, a mermaid with vague lore, as they come together and fall in love in New York because it was the 80s and, and all romantic comedies uh, had to take place in the 80s. 
or in the 80s, uh, in New York. <laughs> <laughs> All 80s romantic comedies had to take place in the 80s. Um, so this is the part of the show where we discuss our own personal histories with the topic. And Keith, since you uh, brought <clears throat> this to our show here, what is your history with Splash? Um, I mean, I don't have a, a huge, like, oh man, when I was a kid, this was like the movie, you know, this was my favorite thing. But, uh, you know, every year I try to, you know, I, I, I kind of accumulate like a list of things I want to rewatch. Um, then you guys, uh, kindly reached out to see if I wanted to come on the show and we kind of sorted out that we would talk about a movie and I was like, all right, well, you know, I went through and looked at it things that you guys have talked about already um which eliminated a few and also in the pandemic i had already gone back and watched a few things like romancing the stone uh cocoon uh items like that and so i was like you know what i haven't seen splash in a long time i know at least in the last six months i've mentioned to my wife several times hey do you want to watch splash <laughs> she's not very enthusiastic when i say that so i'm like all right whatever and we don't uh so i was like you know what these guys are looking to talk about a movie that none of us have probably seen in a long time. Let's let's roll with it. It's Tom Hanks. It's John Candy. You know it. You know who who's gonna argue with that? I mean, it's true on on paper. Uh, it's full of people that I love here. Uh, Nick, what about you? Do you have? It's it's got vague lore. By the way, you're very loosely using that term. I think as well. Vague lore. I mean, yeah, the, the a oh, mermaid the with lore. vague lore. I, yeah. You're. I think that's a very the most generous use of the term vague ever. <laughs> Oh, we will we will get into it. Uh Nick, do, yeah. you have, do you have any history at all with uh with Splash? Uh, nope. <laughs> yeah, same here. I I had heard of oh, it. Oh, wow. Okay. Um I I'd, I'd heard of it but I never seen it. Uh if you had asked me like what's the Splash about? I wouldn't have been able to tell you. I would have maybe been able to tell you Tom Hanks is in it. Um that's probably about as much as I knew. Maybe there was a Ron Howard movie, but anyway, uh, not a lot for Nick and myself here. Um, I think this is. I think this is the point where I realize, oh man, you guys are a lot younger than me. That's <laughs> nah, not. I mean, it's. I, I. I don't think this movie has had a huge shelf life. So yeah, like we're we're probably a little bit younger than you. And by the time we were getting old enough to watch movies, our parents weren't like. Hey, kids, let's watch Splash. Though, you know, I do remember seeing Captain Ron as a kid, so it wouldn't have been that weird. I think uh, I saw this in the theater, I'll be honest okay, with you. Okay, well, there you go. We'll, we'll keep ages vague for legal reasons. Uh, <laughs> that is our histories with the topic. Nick, what about the world's <laughs> history? I mean, yeah, <laughs> sometimes it goes that fast. <laughs> Nick, what about sure. the world's history with Splash? Sure, David. So, uh, Academy Award nominated film Splash. I can't believe it. Oh. I can't believe it. <laughs> yeah. Started as a story by producer Brian Grazer and screenwriter Bruce J. <clears throat> Friedman. Grazer had shopped the story around until Walt Disney, to, I wrote Walt Disney, but really just the Disney company, whatever. Uh, originally, <laughs> it, I'm pretty sure Walt film. Disney was dead by that point. <laughs> was he dead? When did he die? Doesn't yeah, matter. He was dead before uh, 84, yeah. Uh, originally, it was about a mermaid adjusting to life in New York City, but Disney preferred the new take, which was about an ordinary man living in New York City who falls in love with a mermaid who adjusts to life in the city. Very uh, quickly. Ron Howard signed on to direct, passing on other films such as Footloose and Mr. Mom. Alan Bauer, played by Tom Hanks, could have also been played by... Jeff Bridges, Chevy Chase, Richard Gere, Dudley Moore, Michael Keaton, Kevin Kline, Bill Murray, and John Travolta. Despite being ninth in line, Hanks landed the role. 
Am I allowed to jump in and say I don't think most of those guys could have actually pulled this this role off? Oh, I, 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 I would. It's hard to picture them. I would agree. Um, yeah, Richard Gere. I think Michael Keaton could have done it. Yeah, but yeah, I'm not on board with any of the rest of them. Chevy Dudley Chase, more definitely not. Chevy Chase would have been too much like John Candy's role of the the jackass, yeah. and that wouldn't have been enjoyable. Likewise, Tatum O'Neill, Michelle Pfeiffer, Lynn Frederick, Julia Louise Dreyfus, Jean, uh, Jeannie Francis, Melanie Griffiths, Fiona Fullerton, PJ Souls, Diane Lane, Kathleen Turner, and Sharon Stone passed on the role of Madison with Daryl Hannah signing on to be our fish-adjacent love interest. Uh, Logans and Bablu Mandel, I really, I mean, I should have mentioned them, but I really just wanted to be able to say Bablu. Uh, assisted with the screenplay and blah 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 it was the first film to be released by touchstone pictures a new film label geared toward adult audiences that disney would not think appropriate for their general brand the film achieved critical and financial success and as we mentioned at the top was nominated for an oscar the legacy of splash involves a television film released in 1988 only one actor dodie goodman reprises their role additionally a novelization was released in the united kingdom only Mm -hmm. it seems brian grazer has been working on a splash remake since 2016 but there have been no updates on the project since 2019 interestingly the film would be told from the point of view of the mermaid which was more in line with earlier drafts of the original film however this time around the mermaid would actually be a merman played by channon tatum uh, which uh, i think tracks uh, with Jillian Bell taking on the female human role. Hmm. Uh, I, I do remember hearing uh, about that at, at some point in time. And I'm, I mean, who, I doubt they remake everything. Might as well. Yeah, I mean, may, maybe. I, I doubt we'll ever that one will ever reach uh, the light of day, or it'll be like straight to streaming, as that has gotten like much more popular. I mm-hmm. could see this being like a straight to, yeah, straight to Disney Plus or Hulu kind of thing. Um, there's, there's, this was nominated for Best Writing Screenplay? Yeah, I was looking yeah. that up. It was up against okay. Beverly Hills Cop was also nominated for uh, Best Original Screenplay um, against this. Uh, Broadway, Danny Rose, The North, and the winner was Places in the Heart. Um, so I I, I, I... I never would have thought that yeah, Beverly Hills Cop was nominated as well. But I guess. It was slim pickings in the year. 80s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, there's one other thing I want to mention about like the legacy of this. Wait, movie. Well, hold on. Wait a minute. This comes out in '84, mm-hmm. and those are the movies that are getting nominated. Yeah. This is I mean, what George Orwell was warning us all about. Isn't '84 is like one of like is considered like one of like the better like well I guess it's all summer blockbuster things, but I mean you got Amadeus, The Killing Fields. Uh... Yeah, I'm trying to look. Is it, isn't things. isn't that's Ghostbusters and Gremlins. Did those come Aren't out in '84? I I believe you. I just I feel, can't think I, off the top of my no, head. No, that it just I'm probably wrong now that I I'm saying it, and so I'm sorry if you. The Muppets Take out, Manhattan, so like you know, came out. Uh, Purple Rain. Oh yeah, I mean this is insane that this, and especially after rewatching this movie, like seeing that that. Like maybe some special effects I could have thrown. Maybe, but, yeah, yeah. You know. Gremlins is 1984. Yeah, like this movie, the writing isn't bad. Like it's not like a badly written film, and the stories like best original screenplay. 
I mean, let's just best original screenplay, and I'm not knocking screenwriters or anything, but it's not the same as like being, you know, best picture or something. I mean, like it's that. pretty, it's high up there. It <laughs> is, but it's not like Indiana Jones yeah, and I the mean, Temple of Doom came out that year. Like, was not wasn't the same, and that wasn't even probably, nominated. Uh, well, Temple of Doom, I mean, is you know, whatever. Um, one other thing I, I want to mention about this movie, it is, uh, it is apparently responsible for the name Madison being used for girls um it was never like it was a joke name in the in this movie because like madison avenue is known as a street name then she calls herself madison and then like in subsequent years people start naming their kids madison and in like by 2000 it was like the third most popular name for girls i mean we don't have to research it but uh san francisco picture madison bumgardner i'm sure that's why he's named that as well huh I, we don't, I, have to, we, we don't do any further research. No, but, I'm holding that as canon. Everyone technically descends from the original Madison, a mermaid. Mm-hmm. Right. Daryl Hannah walking around New York, um, calling herself Madison. Also, I I did find that when he questions that, and maybe it's because of the fact that it's, you know, now it's like, it's a name that's like very popular, well-known and stuff. When he's like, "Wow, oh, no, 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 that's not a name. I was like, what are you talking about? That's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I think I had the same thought. Right. Uh, and there's, I, let me see if I can find the quote real quick. It's from Daryl Hannah. <clears throat> uh, it's funny because no one understands the irony because the whole point of me choosing the name was because it was such a silly name. Obviously, everyone knew it was the name of the street. No one really saw it as a first name. And that was the joke. Now, of course, it's not funny of all at all. It's like, oh, what a beautiful name. It was funny at the time. And now it's not even ironic. So there you go. So we already can say one thing where the movie hasn't aged well. <laughs> yeah, right. That's the one way uh, it hasn't aged well. Certainly not. No, no, no. That's the first way. Certainly not John Candy trying to look up women's skirts using uh, yeah. loose change. Oh. In the first five, like, what, I didn't know that there was like a brother character. I didn't know who John Candy was going to be playing when I started the movie. So I assumed, okay, we're seeing a kid immediately. It must be Tom Hanks' character, and I was like, "That's not a good start." It still wasn't a good start, even though it ultimately was John Candy's character. But I was like, "Oof!" It's it's an okay start because it's a little kid who doesn't know better. When he does it later on in the movie as a full grown adult, like yeah. then you're like, "Okay, all right." Yeah, it's the '80s were a much different time. Um, right. He's he's still yeah. being reprimanded for it but it's like it's done in such a way that it's like oh you scamp he's really like a like a a, an anime character you know like in every like shonen manga or whatever where there's like a a character who's like a total perv to everyone like he gets bopped on the head and gets a big bump but like never actually faces any real consequences for their behavior that's john candy actually now i want the splash anime well uh, (laughs) i mean at the end of the movie he's definitely going to federal prison for the rest of his life but not for that. No, 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 not for no. that. No, for breaking into a, a government research facility. He's he's an extremely um, problematic character in in 2022. Yeah, he. But he, 84, and it's being John, and it's John Candy as well. I mean, it's just he's adorable. Then doing all these stupid things, but watching it now, and you're like, back then. oh yeah, obviously, obviously, yeah. No, it, it is. I mean, it's very much of its time where it was like it was still wrong to do back then. But it's like it's more hands on the hips like, oh, you that people would be doing versus now where it's like, hey, you uh, pervert. Stop it. That's gross. 
And especially because there's he doesn't fall into any consequences at all. I think right. now if they did it and they did like the same type of thing, like instead of uh, with the two girls invite him to go to like Rio or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, to their bungalow in Rio, like he'd get punched in the face or, you know, kicked in the in the groin or something like that. Right. Uh and even that would be light, but like he doesn't face any consequences for like being a very, very like terrible person overall. Yeah. Well, and at and, least for the at least for the start of the movie. Yeah, yeah, and and also like another thing, just while we're talking on this line of thought, is when uh, when Madison first comes to shore and she's walking on uh, Liberty Island, I, I believe that's what it's called, uh, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, people see like, oh, it's a naked woman, and like every man within a mile goes insane the uh, guy who turns the like the, the uh, magnifying <laughs> yeah. uh telescope thing around and like just pushes his wife aside and whips it around oh, yeah. he's probably not that far from her either but he's like whoa let me see yeah. what's going on yeah that was uh again like very 80s and just like really men all have monkey brains yeah, everyone just immediately turned in, like, they were, like, beaten, practically beaten their chests and, like, hollering at the sky. You know, I wonder how much the internet has played a role on that, because um, just speaking very generally, um, the kind of access we have to, say, uh, uh, nudity nowadays compared to, say, 1984, which, I mean, if you really wanted to find it, you could find it, right? But, like, versus magazines and stuff, besides an entire internet. You know, I think maybe something like that possibly informed those types of jokes. Whereas now you just Google something and it's there and it's like a random woman walks on Liberty Island and you're just like, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I mean, I think that's I, I, I think know, it's pretty scientific. I, I think <laughs> that's like that's definitely a little bit a part of why movies have changed in a little bit of a way, because, yeah, you're, that stuff is a lot more accessible um, but it's also just like it's totally a different time now where if you wrote that joke and it's like all these men go crazy because a woman walked naked out of the ocean, like your movie would be getting torn apart on every social media platform. Yeah, I mean, how are you going to do that when Magic Mike comes walking out the ocean? <laughs> That's very true. Yeah, when, when Channing Tatum's walking out. Well, yeah, I mean, as the, as the recent Thor trailer uh, showed us. <laughs> you know, we can apparently still do it to men. So, oh, but I mean, uh, side spoiler, Nick. Uh, there's a shirtless Thor scene. I, in, yeah, sure, uh, shirtless. Just shirtless. Just, yeah, just shirtless. Oh, oh. Sockless I mean, to be also. fair, <laughs> our, our, our sample pool is pretty small. I'm sure there's a dozen trailers that have come out in the last couple of months that, you know, have scantily clad woman you know as part of the selling point it, was, have they announced the new fast and the furious movie because i'm sure okay well hold up hold up those the scantily clad women are only in the movies for about three seconds at this point <laughs> they're not even in the marketing anymore i don't even think there were any in the last one no just Charlize, they weren't in space no there's just charlie's theorem with that terrible bull cut uh unimportant unimportant <laughs> uh we're talking about splash at this point um Mm-hmm. So, all right, so we've, we've gotten those. Well, is there other ways this movie, Nick, other things that came to mind for ways this hasn't aged well for you? Um, I mean, off the top of my head, uh, nothing's coming to mind, though. I'm sure it's there. Uh, it is, it is, there, there are funny things, though, like 
uh, when he's despondent, you know, after his breakup or whatever. I did like this after. scene a lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the what? Uh, sorry, I was going to say, I did like the, I thought you were going to talk about the scene where he's yelling or when, he's, when all the people are like, oh, where is she? Oh, that, I mean, that was, a, to be fair, that was a funny scene when he's ushering yeah. in uh, people and every time She's like sick. someone asks yeah. him where his, his girlfriend is or now ex-girlfriend, he keeps coming up with excuses and then finally he just breaks down and starts yelling at the next random person yeah. who doesn't even ask anything. Right. He, well, yeah, he yells at Clint Howard because this is a Ron Howard movie, so Clint Howard has to show up somewhere. Uh, he just unloads on Clint Howard who is just bewildered. Well, I don't know. Maybe it's all for the best, huh? Hey, Alan. She left me! She moved out my life's a shambles, okay? That's the news. You want the weather? Anywhere but the first three rows! Uh, I, I enjoyed that. That's, that's the bride's brother. Yeah, that's the oh. bride's brother. Uh, yeah, and I think, and then, yeah, so then after that, it there's a scene where they're at the bar, and he's asleep on the bar, he, and like, yes. passed out when they wake him up, he goes, I'm not drunk. They're like, you're on the bar. Oh, I'm on, I'm on the bar? Uh, I did enjoy John Candy's little speech about getting drunk. You see, drinking is really a matter of algebraic ratios. How drunk you get is dependent on how much alcohol you consume in relation to your total body weight. And he's like, so it's not necessarily how much, it's like how much proportion to your body. He's like explaining this, and then it, it slowly pans over to Tom Hanks face down and a bowl mm-hmm. of pretzels on the bar. That was that was pretty good. Maybe that's why I got the Academy Award nod. Also, I'm sure that's a speech John Candy's given people <laughs> probably like, plenty of times. Like he probably just I'm guessing he improvised that one. Yeah, that that is a very that would be a very John Candy. John, why are you drinking so much during this taping? I look, it's, it's, it's not, all about body weight. To, yeah. And then exactly. Oh, we're we're the camera's rolling. My fault. Uh <laughs> get get up off the bar. Come yeah. on. And then And then he he wants to go to Cape Cod and I'm like I'm like Cape Cod, wait a minute. They're in New York and he's taking a cab. Yeah, with a cabbie, lot of cash. The cabbie is also surprised that he wants to go to Cape Cod. Yeah, I'm surprised he, uh, there's enough true crime out there. I'm surprised he made it back because he just pulls out a lot of cash. He's like, I want to go to Cape Cod. Who knows what happens between uh, you know New York and Cape Cod at that point? Uh, Nick, was that Cape Cod? Did that look like Cape Cod to you? I, I so like as, I think there was like a different scene where he kind of turns around where I'm like, yeah, I guess that's fine. But like <laughs> initially when he kind of washes up there. And then I, I swear, correct me if I'm wrong, but I swear there were like tropical sound effects mm-hmm. and stuff like the way that the birds were chirping. Yeah, it just felt like he washed up on a deserted tropical beach. I'm um, like, that's Cape Cod. Like, it's, you know, probably dreary, right? It's Massachusetts. Like, it's probably dreary. Yeah. 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 I, well, and I, I had many questions. He, he rolled up. He, he came up on the on the coast like he was a castaway or something like that. <laughs> I get it. Um, I had a lot of questions about how he got home. Because he seemed like he was stranded on this small little island, mm-hmm. uh, and then it's basically smash cut. He's back in New York, and uh, well, also how does he, how does he get to the island? Oh, he somebody points him in the direction of taking a boat. It's just a like two person boat. Uh, was it Fat Jack? Is that the I, yeah, I, the, I think the so. small boat? Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and he goes, oh, we're, it doesn't work. Let me go back and get the other boat. And this guy just dives in the water and he's like, ah, it's a couple miles. We'll be back later with the small boat. The small boat? <laughs> We're in the small boat. Uh, yeah. 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 That that And the guy just starts whacking with a hammer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then he starts hitting it. With, Tom Hanks is hitting it with the hammer. I'm like, I don't think that's going to do anything. But apparently that's all it needs. Yeah. Uh, I just found it very weird that the guy was like, ah, I'll be back. And just dives in. Like, what? Yeah. 
well, then, then this was after the introduction of of uh, Eugene Levy. I might have called him. I might have said Dan. Le- I can't remember uh, which which Levy I referred to earlier, but Eugene Levy uh, showing up in this movie. And I, it's been a long time since I have seen young Eugene Levy. Um, and you know, here he is with all of his hair, just eyebrows uh, still I, eyebrows all there, there all that hair. Uh, odd. I don't, I don't, just like an odd role for Eugene Levy. I don't know. I guess he's fine in it. Um, if I didn't know Eugene Levy now and like through the 2000s where he was like weird comedy dad, uh, I, pro- I feel like back in the day he was kind of of this role. I mean, I, I can't, I'm blanking on any possible role that he may have been in. Um, but the, but I feel like he was sort of that like cranky kind of slapstick you know, like takes all the abuse in the film type of actor. I'm trying to think. I feel like there's a bunch of roles where he's sort of the antagonist or pseudo antagonist. But it's also weird because they have they have John Candy who's being the kind of like over the top comical guy with his like all like you know, his you know womenizing and trying to get like weird grocery deals done and stuff like that. <sighs> but then they add in, I, is it just for the physical humor of like having weird things happen to him, like? You know, the the air getting cut off or he gets beat up and thrown down some stairs at some point. He's like, oh, I'm having such a bad right. week. Yeah. yeah, that whole like sequence where he's in New York and he's like hunting. He's apparently stalking uh, mm-hmm. Daryl Hannah and Tom Hanks and all these like, oh, I'm going to try to get her wet. And oh, it's someone else. And now someone's beating me up. And I'll be honest, I, my my memory of it was that I thought that he that he splashes her huh? and that nothing happens because it has to be salt water. Oh. Is what it, is what my memory was. And then and then he eventually gets around to it like he tries it once and like so nobody believes him and then he goes back and does it again with salt water. Uh or or, or something else happens with salt water and it actually, you know, proves it. That's what my memory was of it. So when that never like really kind of occurs mm-hmm. uh again, I was like, oh, I don't know. Well, now, now that would make sense, but that would also require the film to have any sort of established and thought out, um, as I as I said before, lore. Um, I mean, maybe he's a scientist, so he already knows that, and we should just accept that that, that he knows yeah. this already. He he knows what's going on. Uh, he's, a he's, he's, he's yeah, and he's and that guy. the fire hose that he busts out is filled with salt water already. Yeah, all of this makes perfect sense. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I do. I do want to touch on the lore of Daryl Hannah's mermaid, which like they reference that there are like there are rules to all of this, apparently, yep. um, but they are never. It is never said. She, she says I can only stay seven days. After that, I have to go. And it's like it seems like she's like I can never come back. Like you never see me again. But it's never. There's nothing. Anything beyond that. Uh, there's like some other stuff too. Like, yeah, like when she gets wet, she has the, the fins, but like, it's, I don't, I don't know. Like it's not explained why she can walk on land and like, that's, that's okay, I guess. But I, I felt I mean, like there's so much that's missing that like would have, I don't know, made me now in the modern age be like, none of this makes any sense. Uh, her ability to, to learn, Oh yeah, English in, in a, like in a day, two hours. Yeah, in an afternoon by watching TV. 
also apparently apply for like a credit card or something as well and go shopping because right did she take I, his i don't remember him giving her like any money or anything to like hang out he's like here stay at the house eat all these waffles i just made for you yeah oh oh man uh a thing okay i don't know if it's necessarily problematic um but like when they first meet she is like let's uh let's make out and do it and he's just like yeah sure i don't know who you are uh you're you're daryl hannah so let's let's do it and nick i I, you and i were kind of like texting during that part and you made a you just made a a small joke that i felt like you kind of hit the nail on the head of like because he's he's already very clearly falling in love with her it's like yeah this idea of the perfect woman who wants to have sex the second she meets you but can't talk and it's like like every man's dream apparently is is this yeah. Also, this movie takes place over like, like you know, they don't even get a like week. the full five or six days, if I recall. Right. So like by day three, he's already asking her to marry him mm-hmm. based on very limited information and basically just a bunch of weird uh, events. Like when she blows up a bunch of TVs with her, her dolphin sounds <laughs> and stuff like that, like. I mean, romantic comedies or romance, you know, stories in general, sometimes like shortcut things to sort of get to the juicy stuff. But like, th- this is a this is a bit much. Also, he clearly has like this. He thinks that maybe it was something made up, but he clearly has a memory of when he was a child falling into the water and a mermaid saving him. Mm-hmm. When I was about eight years old, I had this accident on a ship, and I remember what and yet never once does he like once he realizes she's a mermaid never once does he go piece it together that was you holy crap she eventually has to tell him she lets it slip a little bit earlier and he's like what she's like i you're you know did you remember anything about that time when you fell in the water and and it slips out never once does he ever go hey wait wait a a minute minute. i feel like i've been in this situation before and she why does she remember him? And and she has been pining for him for the last 30 years or whatever it is, yeah. 20 years and since he fell into the water. And I got to say, uh, th- those maps in that old-timey ship, they oh, really God, held yeah. up so well after all those years. I almost forgot about that. She grabs, she gets his wallet. She's like, oh, he lives in New York. I got maps. Yeah, I know how to get there. No problem. And... Yeah, I it's I mean, I guess it's fine that nothing is explained, I mean, but I wish that they would not have been like at least if she was like, I can only stay here seven days and then like and then, you know, I, I'll never be able to walk again. I'm spending all my time walking mm-hmm. to be able to be with you. I'm like, OK, great, cool, g- good enough. It's just I have to I, I can only be here seven days. I was so I was thinking it was seven days or she's stuck on land forever. She can never go back to. But her home. She, she was really making it seem like you, like I can never come back here again after those seven days. She, she's on, uh, like you know, I don't know. She's like, she's mer- mermaid. Uh, was it Rumspringer? Is that what it is? The, <laughs> I mean, that would make. That's basically what sense. it seems like. She's kind of on because she's like, boom, I'm here. Uh, I have seven days. When the when the moon turns full again, though, I got to get back in the water. Yeah. Yeah, I, and I, she has a whole thing, and he really doesn't push her for like what's happening when the full moon. Like she gives a lot of clues, and he's just like, uh, uh, "Okay." And if anytime he questions, she's like, "You want to have sex again?" Sure. <laughs> yeah. Work doesn't kick. Work doesn't pick up until four. And then when he gets there, he goes, 
I'll be in the office taking a nap. Why did you go in? Yeah. Uh, he, he's very wealthy for selling produce. Apparently, they are. But they don't seem to have like any major contract because it's like they get a, a grocery store chain. And mm-hmm. it's like that's like a huge deal. It's like so it seems like he's just been selling kind of because there's that one guy at the beginning who really wants those cherries. Uh, so he's just selling to individual guys, I guess. That dude, that dude was annoying. <laughs> he really was. He really was. They were really trying to establish like, oh, look at all the things he balances. And he's like, he's the, the good guy of the business. But yeah, it was mm-hmm. that that went on for a little bit too long. And then, and then you get to part where like they have him, uh, you know, they they prove that she's a mermaid, so they take her to the scientific facility, and he's they put him in the water. Yes, what and was he's that? just standing there, and when it zooms out, he's he's standing there. He's got his hands over his junk. He's like, hmm. yeah, there's. I'm obviously not a fish. I've been in here for twelve hours. Yeah, can we go now? I I. Well, like obviously they were gonna bring her in to see, but like, why did he didn't need to be in the? You just take him out of the water and take him to her in her tank. Yeah. <laughs> That's all you needed to do. Uh, and and then like, there's that the the doctor. I don't remember the doctor, the one that um, kind of takes over. It's Doctor Ross. Kind of the head. Right. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's like, well, we're gonna have to run all these experiments. And Eugene Levy is like, what? What? But what you're gonna do all these things to her? It's like, yeah, dude, you yeah, very publicly exposed her and like have been hunting her, and like you're surprised now that they're gonna like scientifically gonna be like, well, let's cut her open, see what's going on. Yeah, I mean, he's like, I think he was hoping that like, I don't know, maybe he was hoping she'd fall in love with him, <laughs> or or he just just like, I just want to prove because I've told people that mermaids exist, and I he goes and sees like an old professor of his. Mm-hmm. And he's like, but you told me all these stories and you got me going. He goes, it was never intended for this to become your life's work, man. I It was entertainment. Right. Yeah. I told you stories. Yeah. And and so now once he proves it and, you know, and he's and he's got it proven and then he finds out, oh, they're just going to cut her up. And and then he gets his change of heart. Right. Suddenly he feels bad. Not when she's locked yeah. up in an underground facility. And 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 her skin peeling off. Right. Yeah, or or Hank's be Hank is kind of almost the reverse, where like once he realized she's a mermaid. Now, granted, I I, I understand. Like he he thought that, as he says in the film, like I at least thought that you were human. But basically, once he does find out she's a mermaid, and I mean, granted, he gets uh, Wait, arrested Hank, by the military and then held Hank? in a tank and yada yada yada. But like he's kind of a dick, you know. Uh, even in the even when she's being uh, attacked, uh, or not attacked per se, but uh, at the outside the dinner oh when yeah and he just kind of walks her, away like backs eh? away and then apparently the military or the, i guess no they do they do show the military they do show the military taking him away but really it was just like she's like there she's like crying she's yelling for him and he's just like slowly backing away before he gets grabbed he's like I yeah i mean if he doesn't get grabbed he's out and yeah. and he's kind of a uh, he's kind of douche and he's like what am i supposed to do now this whole thing about fish and then uh john candy comes through with like this Based on you know the heartwarming for the character he's playing, but he you know this whole thing about like you, know, you only find happiness once type thing. I've never been that happy. Yeah, let's look at what you got. Let's take a good look at what you got. People fall in love every day, huh? Is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a crock. It doesn't work that way. Look, do you realize how happy you were with her? That is, of course, when you weren't driving yourself crazy. 
Yeah. For well, these yeah. last three days, you've just been glowing, basically. Who cares if she's a fish? Right. You're you're certainly not in the honeymoon phase uh, right, right now. <laughs> you're not infatuated. Yeah. I mean, even the way Hank's uh, uh, act or okay, Alan. Wait, wait, wait. I just, yeah, I was going to say, you, before, you keep calling him Hank. I'm like, I'm pretty sure it's Hank, Alan. Tom Hanks. Uh, Alan, uh, uh, like at the, the ice skating rink, like he's asking her, you know, to marry. Like he's just super, super intense. And when the answer doesn't go his way, he gets all like. But her, oh, what they don't have sarcasm where you're from uh, yeah. right yeah like like i mean dude these should be all the red flags that you need that there's something weird like chill out no no he needs he needs everything to go his way and that is okay no, yeah, look okay. they both seem to have i mean she, she her problems are because she's a fish but he's got a bunch of problems he probably needs to see some therapy more than get married to a fish lady but you know yeah i mean it's I mean, it's tom hanks in the 80s he he did a lot of yelling he's good and he's good I mean, and, I mean, great he's, yeller he's honestly. great he's a great yeller if you needed someone to yell uh gotta get that gotta get that tom if, hanks if on. you need an old yeller there's the dog but if you oh. need a great yeller you get tom hanks yeah. well Wait. technically now he's he'd be both hey there, 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 there you go you, you can edit that Oh, too, if you need to. No, no. Um, that in. The other, uh, the other part is when they go to rescue her. Yes. And Ugh. maybe my might be my well. So the, also, by the way, I just want to mention the racquetball scene because um, so uh, this... your friend and and mine, uh, Phil Rude, talked to him briefly uh, the other day. Mentioned I was coming on here, uh, and he was like, "Oh, the racquetball scene uh, where uh, where." Alan and, and Larry are playing racquetball, and John Candy, he's smoking. Yeah, he's smoking. He's uh, drinking a beer in mm-hmm. the health club. I, that was yeah. so bizarre to me. He hands Tom Hanks a beer, and he's like, all right, hold on a second. Next thing you know, Tom Hanks doesn't have the beer in his hand anymore. I don't know where he put it. <laughs> he just walked to, like, the back of the thing, and I didn't see him set it down. It just disappears. What? Yeah, weird, yeah. Weird one trick. of life's great mysteries. Yeah. Doctors hate this one weird trick. To get mm-hmm. rid of all your beers. But then, so they go to rescue him, and they come in, and apparently there's two Swedish doctors that are going to come with as well. Mm-hmm. And they're like, awesome, we're going to sneak you guys through, you'll be the Swedish doctors, nobody's going to question you, just, you act like you can't understand them because you're Swedish. And then the guy at the military, <laughs> the military guy who's yes. like guarding uh, the thing, yes. he actually speaks some Swedish, mm-hmm. and and just starts saying stuff, and, and they're trying to get through it, and he says something like, well, how... Why are two Swedes so far away from Sweden or something like that? I think that's the line. Yes. And then John Candy, whatever his translation is, just says because he's got a really large penis. Because I, yeah, because yeah. I have a twelve-inch penis. And the guy is like, <laughs> "Bingo, right, go right in." Right. That you, you, he, you crack. He, he the says code. something before that too. I can't remember what he says, but they both just go, "Yeah, yeah, 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 yeah." Sure, and he's yeah, like, sure. "Okay, yeah." Yeah, like the, the military doesn't look great in this. Like both through this sequence, I mean, both the callousness on how they're treating the mermaid, which is not unexpected to be to fair. Sure, um, but also like for sure, like the people they have staffing, like probably one of the greatest finds in in history. Mm-hmm. Um, are like two knuckleheads basically um, between the two doors, and then like when they do finally escape and they send the military spots, like it's a mermaid. It is like a couple of average Joes and a mermaid and they send like the whole half the force of the military against them through New York City. I mean, I'm I'm exaggerating here, but like yeah. the, the number of soldiers they sent to sort of get this mermaid back. Yeah. Where were they all at, at the facility? <laughs> right. Um, because uh, 
you know, where, where were they then? Because like, there's only again, two guards to get through. And one, it almost seemed like it was a, a password thing. Like whatever he said, John Candy's response was the correct response to give. I, I just do not understand. Like, Taking it outside of the like the ridiculousness of that scene for a moment because it's, it's ridiculous, uh, but it's like if if he said that and the dude was like, "Okay, cool, go right in." What was the point of it from a writing perspective? Yeah, just like, to have John Candy talk about his twelve-inch dick in I, Swedish. I, I get. I, I guess. Yeah. <sighs> and then the the next guy they come in and they just they. Yeah, they just kind of throw a bunch of stuff at him about like you know you're in trouble if you let. The, he's like, oh, I gotta go check on this, make sure. No, no, this, <laughs> no stay don't here. Worry, it's fine. Yeah. On the way out, when they when they're getting her, it's oh, like, oh my yeah. god, like another guy, like he got hit, like she's got lasers, she's get like she's shooting <laughs> lasers out of her eyes or something like that. Yeah, he got uh, close and lasers like, shot out of his eyes, and oh man, and, and like obviously the person they're carrying is not nearly as big as right, right. the guy who went not in, not at all. Um, but also they're like, you know, lock it down. Don't let anybody else in. And they get running and they just hustle out. It's the easiest escape, but and they seem to have a, like a good lead. Yeah. But all of a sudden there's a helicopter in the sky very quickly. Uh-huh. They uh, have... There are, there are trucks of military officers chasing them around. Grand Theft Auto rules. Um, that will easily flip over a taxi cab to get around. Yeah. <laughs> they will. They will just straight up wreck yeah. that guy's livelihood. Yeah, the cabbies. I I just hold your horses there, Chrome oh, wait, Dome or something. Yeah, or Dome Head, I think head. is what he calls the guy. And the guy, next thing you know, boom, they're flipping his cab over. And he's like, oh, crap, I shouldn't have said that. Yeah. Which, but I mean, that's amusing enough. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they had all these guys. They had like the frog unit ready to go uh, who could, who despite the fact that they train for these underwater military situations, could be bested uh, by a mermaid and Tom Hanks. I'm, they don't. There's no way they train for mermaid activity. That's true. That they, they were that out tail of their whips across and smacks a few of them. Just takes them out. Yep. Uh, yeah. But also, like they, um, like Tom Hanks and the mermaid, like grab the masks off their face. Yep. I'm assuming, like they they must have prepared for that at least. Murder you these men. Think. Yeah. You would think, but uh, wouldn't surprise me. Uh, and and then before we get to that part of them getting in the water, I mean, you get there at the end, and and they have their whole thing, and. She's like, all right, I'm going to have to go back. You could come with me. He's like, what? It's like, yeah, I remember when you went in the water when you were a kid. And then when I found you before type thing, like this whole thing of you're always safe under the water when you're with me. Mm. Okay. But like, what if you like, how close does she have to be for him to be safe? Like if she goes like, you know, a couple, a couple uh, apartments down in, in their water world, is she is he then like get stuck breathing weird? Oh, this is like the worst codependent relationship ever. Yeah. She you make a great point. Created. Like it doesn't sound like he's going to get like mermaid powers. And he wants to come back at like Thanksgiving and Christmas to see his brother and everything. But and she's like, no, no, you can never come back, which means that in the end, uh, spoiling of this for anybody that's wanted to go back and watch this separately. But when he dives in, he, his brother has, granted, his brother's going to be in federal prison anyway. His brother has no idea right. what happened to him. Yeah. His, right. His brother's going to think that he died. Like, this is this is the ending of The Shape of Water. Uh, <laughs> actually, pretty much it's just the ending of The Shape of Water now that I think about it. Oh, man. Uh, mm-hmm. Blowing this whole thing wide open. And then 
okay, so they dive in, they fight off the the seal guys, the the frog team thing, and then they start swimming away. And all of a sudden, credits start popping up yep. as the music plays, and I'm like, "Yep, that's." I'm the sorry, end of the what? Movie. I'm like, "What? Like, that's it? That's it? Hope you enjoyed it." Not only is that it though, but then you see a full like yeah, they eventually get you to a point kingdom. where you see in the distance a full like Atlantis. Yeah, just off the coast of New York. Yeah, <laughs> right. Where else would? It and be? I'm like, "What? Whoa, wait a minute! What? Like, and and all we heard about was her five, six days." Before she had to get back, like I'm, yeah, there's so much like <laughs> I'm yeah, going back to like they're just keeping it as vague as possible, but they add like just enough where it's like, well, tell me about it, tell me, g- g- give me something here. Uh, yeah, don't just don't just play like a weird like you know song over the end of it and just have credits start popping up because I'm like I'm waiting for like okay, he's obviously he's not gonna. He's going to go back and like at least let his brother know before he goes. Wait, something like that. Like, there's going to be some other kind of like they fought yeah. him off and save the day and then going to wrap it up. But no, they went to like the post credit scene that you would get. Yeah, it makes of, me curious though what the what the plot is of the t- t- made for TV sequel. Uh, apparently, it, he comes back. I did see something where apparently he comes back and it's like despite you know despite what they say at the end of the first movie. Uh, he comes back to land. So I don't know. I didn't. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it didn't work out. Yeah. That's, uh, you know. We can only assume. He uh, goes back to land. He uh, meets a uh, a land dweller and a falls land in love, and that starts the giant war between Atlantis and and uh, as you know the the land as Tom was Hanks foretold as was foretold in the prophecy. Exactly. Um, yeah. I, I want to mention one more thing. We're getting close to to, to wrapping up here. There's mm-hmm. one more scene I want to mention real quick, which is uh, when Eugene Levy, after he um, uh, after he finds out like, oh, they're going to dissect her. Oh, woe is me. What have I done? Uh, he's at the dentist, and the dentist is like, all right, I'm just going to oh, give yeah. you a standard painkiller. And uh, Eugene Levy is like, no. Don't give me a painkiller. I deserve pain. <laughs> and the dentist is just like, yeah, all right. <laughs> that's that's what you want. The dentist also allows himself to get thrown out of his own uh, office when Tom Hanks just barges in. How does Tom Hanks know that that guy's yeah. at the dentist? <laughs> I also wondered that. Yeah. He knew exactly where he was. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, that's so weird. Uh, all right. Well. But this is that it's little things like that that got him Oscar nominated. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you're yeah. right. Best it's all screenplay. That super, super mm-hmm. tight writing. I guess there's a difference between best screenplay and best story, you know? Like, I it mean, could be, it must have been a really well written screenplay in and of itself. Even if the story, even is... if the story is <laughs> bad. Yeah. I'll be honest, I won't read the novelization. <laughs> would, maybe that's where the lore is maybe yeah if, maybe if there's any like major splash gaps. fans out there that have read the novelization please reach out to us yes and let us know what's in that book any, there's like multiple chapters from when like after like uh when he's a kid and he gets back on the boat and she's teary-eyed as you know uh as the young mermaid and she swims away i bet you it goes back there and she spends like the next like 15 years like you know, collecting things from ships and talking to fish, and there's a crab who sings, and, <laughs> you know, things like that. I'm sure there's some influence there somewhere. Well, you know, actually, let's just say, not, not necessarily off the coast of New York, and not to say that New York and Cape Cod relatively are aren't super, super far away from each other. I mean, by driving, it's a matter of hours. Um, but it's, it's, given that she was a child when they met, 
off the coast of Cape Cod. That would make me assume that she wouldn't have necessarily, I mean, maybe like uh, uh, parenting in Atlantis is different, but my assumption would be that she wasn't that far away from the city. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that to, that to me, that says that Atlantis is off the coast of Cape Cod. Yep. That felt important to be said. Nope, nope. I think you're, all of that absolutely tracks. Uh, everything you just said is 100% true <laughs> and canon within the world of Splash. Well, I think this is the time where we have to ask the question now, is this movie worth revisiting today or should it just stay in the Hall of Memory? Uh, Keith, you brought this here to us. That sounded like an accusation, but it wasn't. Um, you you brought the film here. Do you think, uh, was this movie, uh, w- would you watch this movie not for a podcast on Ironically, or should people out there, you know, just remember Splash for what it was and, and find something yeah. else to watch? I mean, unless they're like you two who don't didn't didn't know anything and didn't didn't remember it at all, uh, then maybe yeah, go ahead and watch it because you, you know it's Tom Hanks and John Candy. It's at least good there. But uh, for me, this is th- this is going in the Hall of Memories. Mm, all right, uh, it's actually going to get shifted to a different uh, <laughs> exhibit a different in the hall. <laughs> yeah, it's the, man. Now. You really thought probably more of this at one time than than you do now. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to show it to the kids. It's not going to be one of those movies that's like, all right, I can't wait to show my kids these movies. I would say it's um, probably a good idea. It's probably a good Yeah, call. no. Uh, Nick, what about you, having seen it now for the first time? Where are you falling? I mean, there's definitely parts of it that I thought were really funny. And cast-wise, I think everyone does a good job with what they have. Um, you know, it's it's... It's got some typical but fun like slapstick humor. Yes, there are some things that haven't aged well, um, but like maybe it's, I, I've just consumed too much between birth and now that like <laughs> as we keep complaining about that like the 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 where like I, I want to know, understand like the intricacies of this uh, underwater culture that she comes from and how that informs the story, um, or other things where it's just like I really don't find a whole. I mean. I think like three day and then we get let's get married like that definitely happens in real life sometimes. But like that doesn't mean that it's I don't want to I'm not like from a romantic standpoint. I'm not just like, yeah, like I I wish I had that, you know. Uh, so there's definitely some really silly things in the movie. Uh, the, the plot itself, I should say, is silly. Um, at the same time, I, I I can't think of another example, but it's definitely happened in other movies. It kind of like a, like an Iron Giant type thing where like you have like sort of like a a heartwarming, you know, romantic or coming of age or whatever journey that just ends in a military standoff. <laughs> I think that movie we watched uh, in one of the episodes about the robot that I can't uh, short circuit, the name. short circuit, the short circuit. Exactly. Ends in a military standoff. That was, recall. that was another, um, that was another of the short list of things that I was, yeah. you know, I, that when I went back through you guys back catalog, I was like, Oh, dang it. Short circuits are gone. It was pretty cute. Um, so, so I, I really have a thing for movies ending in climatic military brawls. Mm-hmm. Um, but especially other than rom-coms. that, especially in rom especially when you least expect it. Um, but overall, I would say that um, much and many better things have come out before and since. Uh, if you really have nothing else to do uh, and want something, Bring some nineteen eighty four nostalgia, go for it. But I, I, I think. I don't see myself revisiting this movie anytime soon. So mm. I'll amend. All right. I, I will admit kind of like you, Nick, I thought this was going to be worse than it was. Um, 
I actually kind of walked away being like, oh, that you know, parts of that were actually decent. Parts of that were actually good. Um, overall, I thought it was fine. Um, young Tom Hanks, yeah. You know, it's always great to see young Tom Hanks. He was good at what he... John Candy, love seeing John Candy, uh, though he, like, kind of disappears for most of this film after the first, like, 20 minutes. Um, I don't know. It, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be, but it also wasn't that much better than I thought it was going to be. So I guess I will say also just a hall of memory. Um, I can't really say that, like, it, it pulled itself up too too high there. But we want to know what you think out there listening audience do you have a soft spot for splash do you rewatch splash yearly uh do you own the novelization <laughs> let us know uh hit me one more time uh hit me one more time.com all the ways to contact us can be found there please let us know your thoughts on splash keith thank you so much for being on the show today i know thank you for uh reaching out and inviting me on that was great, great having you. Well, where can people find you? You're doing 10 million things, but where can people find you to find out what um, you got going on? Uh, at Papo Filmcast uh, on Twitter is probably the easiest place to find me. I've learned that juggling two different shows is, is kind of a busy thing and hard to do. Yeah. Especially when you take breaks in between. But uh, there's that. And then um, that was great, wasn't it? You can follow that account on Twitter at How Great Was That? And then um, I'm not in charge of the, the Monster Hunters account, but at Monster Hunters is the uh, the third one. Um, we're also, uh, you know, a couple of shows are part of the Podfix network. So if you just follow at Podfix, you'll find some stuff there as well. Awesome. Check it yeah. out, uh, people. Yeah, plenty of things going on. Yeah, definitely. And people should be out there listening. Uh, Nick, thank you for being on. Always, David, always. Now, where can people find you? They can find me on Instagram at palblamshazam underscore art or on Twitter at palblamshazam. Check it out. If people want to find me, it's Davluz, D-A-V-L-U-Z, Twitter and Instagram. Find me there. You already know where to find the show. So listening audience, thank you so much for tuning in. We do this show for you. We do this show because of you. Remember, you can't move forward if you're always looking back. We'll see you next time. Hey!